0: Once again, once again, with another episode Don't Leave the Judges Podcast, I'm here with Patty, Broken Skull. Paddy. Yay.
1: What is going on, everybody? Hopefully you could hear that little drop there. Little Snoop Dogg. Da-da-da-da-da. Doesn't matter. This is an MMA podcast, guys. I uh, scratch that. It's a UFC podcast. We do talk some MMA, a little bit of boxing here and there, but it is mostly the UFC. And I'm glad to be back, Sam. Um, not a lot of big events have happened recently. I mean, Dana White's out there being Dana White. Israel Adesanya was just on Theo Vaughn's podcast. I'm sure he's going to say a lot of fun stuff about, oh boy, oh, boy, I lost that championship, and I'm uh, working my way back. Whatever it is, you know.
0: Yeah, he's a... talking about he wanted to fight at 300, but uh, Duplessis camp was, didn't want it, supposedly. I, I don't really believe
1: These motherfuckers with these titles really be trying to hold on to them. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I'm just a little disappointed in it. I'm like, yeah, you know, we want activity. But then again, they'll also use that as a positive when a dude loses his belt. They're like, he was just super active. He was just fighting a lot. That's why he lost his belt. And it's like, nah, it's not a fucking excuse. It's not really an excuse. Because if you were a champion cap, if you were championship caliber, um, you would fight often and you would just empty out the division. You know what I mean? Anderson Silva was a bit of a spectacle, a bit of an anomaly, but he did fight often and he fought everybody and he fought him more than once sometimes. Now you got these guys that are going to get the belt. And the first thing they say is, hey, how do I fight for the, the title that's above me? How do I go up a weight class? Or the guys that lose that fight, they're saying, oh, how can I get a, a rematch? And that's boring. <laughs> that doesn't sell pay-per-views. It can't. I just don't believe it does. Uh, but have you seen Francis Ghana recently?
0: <laughs> no, I haven't. I, I was I going to ask that. you if you've seen the exchanges from Strickland lately.
1: Oh, yeah. He's, he's becoming, I hate him. I just can't stand him now. He's, he's, what the fuck are you doing anyways? Like, what is your goal? To let everybody know that you wear camouflage? What's your goal, dude? You're getting in fights with fucking real Marines and shit? Yeah,
0: you're you're beating
1: up YouTube streamers? The guy's fucking losing it, dude. He's been hit too many times. He's going to be the first most popular case of CTE in the in the near future here.
0: That that guy put him in his place as far as I'm concerned. Because he, he bitched about, he's like, I wouldn't say bitch about, but he, Talked about the Navy SEALs aren't as tough as him. It's like, yeah, bring them into my training, see what happens to them. They won't last. And dude right. was like, "Hey, man, when uh, after people are trained for your event, and they they train with you, go to your event, they don't fucking get killed like we do." You know, so he
1: ain't lying. He ain't
0: lying. Like, yeah, hey, put him right in his fucking place. Facts. I thought.
1: I mean, it's it's sort of like the Henry Cejudo thing because Cejudo's doing the same shit now, where he's like. In a hot tub, smoking a cigar, pretending like he's about to retire. Then he says, I'm not retiring. And I just say, good. Because we like watching an Olympic medal, medalist get out-wrestled. Like, that's the thing you got into the UFC for. And you're getting destroyed. Yep. And then I also see Aljamain Sterling after watching the, the fight. What was the, his weight class fight that just happened? It wasn't Roy Vell versus Marino. It was somebody else right before that, right? Uh, Another nah, decent I mean, one. Roll- damn it, I don't have the card pulled up. Marino Sorry, versus
0: guys. Went just...
1: Well, he was watching, and all he saw was a bunch of... Oh, it was Marab. Nope, oh, it wasn't a Marab. God damn it.
0: Was it Ortega, maybe?
1: I think it was, yep. It was Brian Ortega, Yair Rodriguez. And he was like, well, I could definitely out-wrestle those guys. And you're like, fucking so?
0: Yeah, and
1: nobody wants to see that (laughs) if we want to see fucking college wrestling we'll watch the ncaa we don't need to see that shit out here finish fights guy or get finished like what i don't understand you're in the fight game you're in the fight game and yet you seem to fear getting hit in the face yeah (laughs) i was also going to tell you i'm thinking it's it's probably about that time uh uh, i'm going to start training and i'm going to go to one of these uh Bare knuckle boxing prospect tryouts and really try to get this career going, you know, in the right direction, you know, podcaster to bare knuckle fighter. We're seeing streamers do it. We're seeing TikTokers do it. I might as well throw my hat out there, Sam, before I get too old. I'm right at the peak age, dude, with the zero zero record peak Mm -hmm. age of 35 going into MMA. Fucking why not, dude? Makes sense. I could be a champion in twelve years. <laughs> you know what I mean? Dumb as hell. I'll be forty-seven, guys. New champ, like the Glover Teixeira.
0: Amount of fitness is below Malamut's.
1: Well, the thing I, the reason I, I actually think this could be a viable option is because bare knuckle boxing is the only way I have ever boxed. You see what I'm saying? Like I have not. I I've worn gloves. I've worn pads and, and hit pads and shit like that. I've hit. I've hit stupid punching bags, but. I've also put my hand through the wall many times. I've destroyed a friend's car. You know what I mean? I've broke my hand multiple times. I smashed this part of my hand. Uh, I don't even know what you'd call this, but it's like the pinky bone. It's still broken. It's still disconnected. So if I, if I try to lock in a gear and tuck my hand too hard, I'll pull it apart. You can feel the bone pull apart. It's disgusting. Yeah. I broke that part of my hand smashing a fucking couch, dude. <laughs> smashing <laughs> the arm of a couch. Pulled my pinky
0: nice. up. It's up. Oh yeah, Didn't crooked come on as hell, hitting huh? Any, any Nothing Yeah,
1: cool. see, I punch a lot of foreign objects. That's how I know my hands are durable to punch somebody's face. You know what I mean? If I get into this thing, it'd be a bizarre, yeah. bizarre change for my life. I'd say oh. coming home smashed every day because you don't go into bare knuckle and come out clean. You just no, <laughs> you there's can't. no way. It's
0: but, uh, it's know, so I, intense. I, I'd put you money up on you against certain people like Mike Jackson. I'd... Yeah, let's Mike. go.
1: <laughs> That'd be a fun, a fun introduction to fight. This guy finds out. This the event to-
0: took place. That fuck, man. When are we gonna see some good fights that end in, in some finishes? I right. I don't know. The first fight: Muhammad, Namov, Eric Silva. Eric Silva, he was avoiding a kick. Uh, Namov do a kick to his face. Silva backed up to the cage, and his leg. He looked the way he stepped up against the cage. He fucked his leg up. Somebody that fucked up his ACL. I believe is what they said later on. Yeah, torn ACL. It was was crazy. It
1: it wasn't super gruesome, which was good. You know, we didn't have to see anything snap. You just saw him go (laughs) down, and you're like, "Uh uh-oh. But then again, I think during Roy Vell versus uh, Moreno, he did the same thing. He stepped on that edge of the cage between the fence and the mat or whatever, and he didn't get fucked up, but Silva certainly did. Isn't that, yeah. that's just the craziest thing that's about like the fight Ortega. game.
0: Ortega's jumping up and down. Oh, that's true. Hurts. hurts his that ankle. That was funny. Like, what in the hell's going on lately?
1: But I think that's what makes this such a fun sport. And how can you not, all these guys that claim to be fans of sport, but they don't watch the UFC are dumb. Because <laughs> this right here, dude, Ortega's fight could have straight up ended.
0: Yeah. Yeah, these you fighters I mean? getting hurt worse walking around than they are when they.
1: Fucking <laughs> 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 what? It's the weirdest shit. <laughs> <laughs> but you're absolutely right. We don't have NFL games. An entire NFL game end because of an eye poke. You know what I mean? A guy sprains his ankle. You just find another guy.
0: <laughs> uh, the second fight, Felipe de Santos, Victor Althe That that was a split decision, and one judge had had it all for Althe and the two ju- the other two judges had it 29 twenty nine twenty eight for de Santos. Uh, de Santos was just in there looking to head hunt. Alta Moreno, he had six takedowns in the first round. Uh, Santos, it, yeah, he, he was out grappled, but he he had the striking event. So it basically kind of depends on what you give more uh, more clout to.
1: Right. You know? I was just gonna say that. I was just gonna say that there's probably a certain judge that really enjoys uh, octagon control. Yeah, <laughs> Their takedowns. You know what I mean? Like shit. that's his biggest. He gives so much weight to just that. It wouldn't surprise me though, because I think if you and I were sitting there judging, there'd be particulars that we would see and be like well that fucking that matters more than that other thing you know what i mean mm-hmm. where so, there's probably some judges that really love the takedown and there's other judges that are like yeah but he got up in two seconds yeah you and see some, what i'm saying some so judges, do they
0: talk to each other i don't know like with blood somebody gets a nose busted some of the announcers <laughs> are like oh wow look at all that yeah. damage and i'm thinking that shit happens you know? yeah you
1: know you know <laughs> he was cut the exact same way the last time he fought yeah. <laughs> <Taranokans> <laughs> kind of like, would lose
0: every fight just reopen the about damage. World.
1: sure no, like BKFC would just be, uh, well, oh, it's over. There's blood immediately. <laughs> There's blood already. Uh, shout out to BKFC. If anybody wants to watch something other than UFC with the same amount of action, probably more, BKFC is on fucking fire, dude. All the events are on Fubo on, on YouTube. Oh,
0: wow. And I'm just dropping this, picking up a, a bare-knuckle fighter. It's fighting. Anyway, Rodriguez versus uh, Ronald, Ronaldo Rodriguez, Denny's Bonder. So this fight... Bonder, I equate him to someone you talked about before, Michelle Waterson, Because he (laughs) He comes in, he throws, he he lands. He's throwing like crazy, and he's landed most of the time. I mean, uh, yeah, there was was a point in this fight. Bonder took down Rodriguez. Rodriguez reversed it. Bonder's on the bottom, throwing elbows from the bottom. And Rodriguez has him stand up. But... When they're standing up, Bonder, he can land, but he's not doing anything. Not Nothing's mm-hmm. hurting. It's like he has no power. And I was like, you know what? Pat, broken Skull talked about this right here with Michelle Waterson. He looks like he knows what he's doing. Yeah. It would look good in a movie. He's throwing <laughs> right. kicks and punches and landing. But yep. just like the guy don't feel nothing as he he's fighting. But anyway, mm-hmm. Ronaldo Rodriguez got to end up getting a rear naked choke. Uh, in a second. Ra- right. Well, one second left in the second round.
1: Yeah, I'm curious about this dude. He's got a hell of a record and he went in there and got the job done. But uh, I need to see you fight somebody else. I need to see you fight somebody. The name, you know, Rodriguez, is he's he's very much in the same category as Felipe and that Daniel DeSant- DeSantos guy. Like they're all kind of lumped into the same category where it's like somebody's got to break out and be impressive or be forgotten. It's that simple. <laughs>
0: Uh, the next fight, this, fares Zion. I impressed me in this because I I, I was ready to write him off. Claudio sure. P- Palais, uh, well Fares he had a takedown as soon as the first round started. Uh, eventually they get up, and uh, Zion he knocks down P- Palauis with some punches. L- let him back up. Uh, Palaus slams Zion to the ground. You know it 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 was kind of back and forth for a while, but Zion looked great. With this boxing, I was impressed because I kind of wrote, wrote this guy off. I mean, he didn't get a finish, but...
1: Which, that's that's going to be a problem. If you've already fought four times in the UFC and you haven't finished somebody, another reason not to be remembered. You know what I mean? I'm I'm not a stickler for finishes. They are. That's the only reason I bring it up is because they clearly are.
0: This fucking Anyways. next fight I said, shouldn't even happen. Edgar Charez, Daniel Lucerta... Now, this started off with some leg kicks. I'm like, oh gosh, here we go. When when's he gonna get some action? Lacerda, you know, after he got punched, he uh, he landed a takedown, but then Charles wrapped him right up in a triangle. He got a he had to see that triangle coming from a mile away. Dude's like moving his leg around, trying to get in position. He's just down there trying to. I, man, the, yeah. So what's the defense? The the second time. Technically, the first time he's choked out by this guy, but this was the the fight where he had him in the standing guillotine. The fight yeah. it was gonna end up being the end to him. Lacerda, yeah, this guy sucks. I don't know what he's, he's not- gonna end up doing, but he's lost a bunch in a row. I'm sure. Yeah,
1: against basically no one. <laughs> like the guys that are beating this Lacerda guy are not significant in any way.
0: Yeah, most but- of these people on this bottom of this car. No. Uh, Aguilar. <laughs> Mendel- Mendonca, Mendonca. This was a lot of back and forth grappling, scrambling around. I hadn't seen this much scrambling around in a while. And this ended up going to a split decision. And I'm like, man, not another fucking split decision, but (laughs) yeah, (laughs) not another split decision, but, uh, Aguilar come out on top. Could have gone either way. It really could have.
1: Uh, There's so, there's like five guys at the bottom of this card that are all very similar. Somebody's got to do something to stand out. Aguilar, Alta Moreno, there's all these guys that are just right there. They're names that you and I know, but they're not names that anybody else is going to give a shit about because they're not doing anything significant. That's It's tough. But that's the sport, you know what I mean? Now this next (laughs) fight... (laughs) Hey, let me throw this out there because we didn't talk about it at the top of the show. I watched the early card for PFL versus Bellator. Okay? I'm sure you haven't seen it because why would you, you know? Um... Clarice, Clarissa Shields, you heard the name. Yeah, I've heard Olymp, the name. Uh, Yeah, Olympic boxer, all this different shit. She's terrible. <laughs> terrible. Dude, she was like, I mean, she, she fought this Marine, this girl who's a Marine, okay? And she has zero takedown skills, zero wrestling, zero grappling. All she's got is hands. But then every time they were in standing positions to throw hands, she didn't do nothing. She's got it. She's so fast, dude. But she threw these hands so slow. it would be like a three-punch combination, two jabs and a left hook or something, right? And she'd connect with one one of those punches. Like, what? You're so fat. uh, Do more. You could have finished this woman. I mean, there was a time where the girl that she was fighting goes like this and fixes her hair. (laughs) I'm "I'm kicking you in the face, bitch. (laughs) What are you doing? Um, But they're also glorifying a fella by the name of uh, Ali Walsh That's his last name Ali Walsh First name Something strange Don't know really what it is uh, But he is the grandson I told you about this kid He's the grandson Of Muhammad Ali Doesn't look anything like him Straight up white guy <laughs> Like there's nothing His face doesn't look like him He's not built like him He's not tall Fast There's You know anything like him But I'll tell you what He's fucking nasty He really is he, he had his professional debut
0: or- Huh? He's got a lot of power.
1: That speed. He reminds me of kind of like John Dodson, but he's, he's almost faster. Hmm. If you could say that, cause John Dodson's quick as fuck. This dude is fast on the takedowns. He's fast with the hands. All of this is speed. What was Ali? Was he speed? Was it combinations? Was it the numbers? Was he putting out a lot of volume? I don't know, but <laughs> I hate that. They're going to constantly promote this dude. As. Muhammad Ali's grandson, as if that matters at all. It's not like you're his son, his brother, his cousin. You're his grandson. That means there's another man's blood inside of you before your grandpa, right? He's your dad. Because it would be funny to find out if fucking the Walsh part of his name was just a truck driver. You know what I mean? Just some basic bitch. And he's like, but my grandpa's Ali. But yes, those skills skip generations, dude. Your kid might be talented, <laughs> well, no you won't be, but yet he is. I'm just talking shit, of course. I wish yeah. everybody the best, but you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, If you're yeah, looking yeah, at it mathematically, yeah. it should have skipped a generation, and uh, if he didn't have any of his own sons, then maybe you do have the skills. Who knows?
0: So, all fair, you are just telling me they won $50 for the Bellator yeah. versus PFL? Just,
1: just the main card. And remember, the, I think Jesus. the opening fight is, oh, what is it? AJ McKee, Clay Collard. I don't even think that's the opening fight. That might be three in, and I already know how that fight ends. AJ McKee tapped him out. He put him in armbar real fast because that's a mixed martial artist. Clay Collard is just a blue collar dude that knows how to punch you. You know what I mean? That's it. AJ is super talented. Oh yeah, did you see the MVP promo?
0: Uh, no. See, M- MVP is coming though.
1: Yes, they did a whole promo thing for him. They showed all of his highlights and shit in the mm-hmm. middle of the fucking in the middle of the fights. You're like. We know, but this Hell, is the yeah. UFC. This is the UFC though, Sam.
0: You know what I mean? I like MVP I I, a lot. I told you before, I, I, I had fucking signed him. One of the first things I'd do if I Absolutely, owned you'd, you'd be dumb UFC. not to.
1: But I'd be Dana White telling him, it's UFC. So the worst guy that you're going to fight is better than everyone else you fought. <laughs> that's just, Because they're not putting MVP in there against who? Because he's a 170, right? Yeah. But let me talk a little bit more about this PFL. That looks for right. thing. I, I, just, only- I just,
0: the UFC cannot be fucking happy about this. How in the fuck are you gonna take the platform we're streaming on? Sure. That people are paying money to see the UFC, you're gonna promote on that same platform another fighting organization, and right. then have them on and charge people fifty bucks to see. That's gonna that. I'm not gonna say it's gonna take it- away anyone from the UFC, but they're getting clout off the back of the UFC and their competitor.
1: Look, in, in business terms, we call that a conflict of interest, right? Conflict of interest because the UFC was there first as the MMA gods or whatever. I don't know what you want to call them, <laughs> But the MMA people and then ESPN sort of decides, well, we'll start our own because obviously nobody's competing with the UFC. And that's essentially what they did. And I guess Dana really can't even get mad. Maybe they offered them more money to be on ESPN or something, or there had to be something significant in this contract that benefits both the UFC and the PFL, because then you go and look at Twitter and Dana White's hanging out with the BKFC guy. He's not talking to what Scott, Scott Coker or the other dude, the PFL guy. I don't even know who the fuck that is, but buddy, you know how we feel about commentators. All right. The podcast knows how we feel. This PFL Bellator thing crushes UFC. Their commentators, not better, not more accurate, but less in your face. Right? Check out who they had. And this is just the desk. At the desk, you had Randy Couture and Chael Sonnen. You can't really beat it. You know what I mean? Randy's perfect on the mic. He's been a vet for a long time. Chael Sonnen's willing to say the craziest shit. Mm -hmm. Then they had Guess who was interviewing
0: the fighters at the end, bro?
1: Dan motherfucking Hardy. Hardy. Dan Hardy. I told you. I told you that's my guy. And when the UFC played with him for a little bit and they had him in there, they brought him in. They said, hey, do your thing. You have to imagine PFL. Bellator noticed his quality, how much people liked him. And then here we are. Full, he, Bro, he's wearing a, a vest <laughs> fucking tucked in. Beautiful, man. You know what I mean? <clears throat> and even the inner... the ring announcer guy, the Bruce Buffer character, was subtle. I'm pretty sure he had a British accent. You know what I mean? Like that, I accept that rather than <laughs> fucking get out. dude, This ain't soccer. You know what I mean? But that alone makes it worth watching. Now, I, I, this is how podcasting works for me. Once we get started, things start to click. There was another tweet that I had shared with you that I had to uh, repost myself. And it's because it's one of my main heroes that's been a fighter for the longest time and he's still the fucking man Dan Henderson Okay, because Dan Henderson decided to put out this tweet don't know why he tweeted it why'd you tweet that Dan you're 50 why are you putting out a tweet that says it's dumb to pick a fight with anyone dumber to pick a fight with somebody who's a professional fighter even dumber to pick a fight with somebody who likes getting hit it's dumb to try me
0: who's he talking about dude who's that to
1: because Anybody that's some fuck- scary shit. Yeah. That's terrifying. If you know anything about Dan Henderson, you're like, yeah, no. Nah. He's got both hands. P- the problem, both of them hurt a lot. He seems like such a nice guy. Imagine being on his bad side. Then you look like Michael Bisbee. Not good. But I was so happy to see that Dan Henderson still like, yeah, I'll still fuck you up. I don't care. I'm 50 something. Still Dan Henderson. None of that has changed. I'm just older and wiser now. That, it's just fun. We're gonna see the same type of shit like that from Fedor, probably. <laughs> It'll be typed in Russian.
0: So, I'm dying to hear you take Barcelos Quinones. That was a really good fight. Uh, I think we pretty much called that one. You know what?
1: I want to give more credit here to Quinones than <laughs> fucking Barcelos because he really survived. You know yeah. what I mean? Barcelos is nasty, and he's he's. We've seen him take damage and get beat and still be in your face. That's just. Christian, he's the younger. He's the younger fighter here, right? He's the up and comer, if I'm not mistaken, right? I have to imagine he's the younger. He's definitely newer in the UFC. Yeah. But
0: they were teeing taking, off on each other yeah, throughout that was, fight. It was great standing in front similar. of each other, teeing off. Barcelos with the trip to the ground, round three, and gets to the neck. And once he gets to the neck, it's, I mean, it's done. It's a done good deal. Luck.
1: Yeah, he's such a fun looking guy too. You know what I mean? He looks like a kid, kind of. Barcelos kind of looks like a kid, but just like the kid that had a mustache in fifth grade. You wouldn't fight him. You know, and you tried try to befriend him, even though he didn't like anyone. <laughs> but Barcelos, he's just a cheerful, violent man, and I like that a lot. Uh, a huge shout out again to Kinonas for being able to do what he did. He brought the fight to him. He he, he did, You did everything you could. You can't take anything away from somebody who does everything they can. He's going to be shitty with himself afterwards because that's just how it works. But the fans out there can't be like, much like Shane Gillis performing his monologue on uh, Saturday Night Live, they're focusing on the bitch in the background who's not laughing. Why are you focusing on that? You should be focusing on the guy who's trying to entertain you. Not the fucking – people are really focused on the wrong thing these days, and that's why drama is so popular. They're all fucking females, dude. Gossip and drama, that's what we love. Um, But, yeah, big shout-out. What a a great fight to open up the – I mean, to lead us into the main card. I was very happy with it.
0: And then Manuel Torres, Chris Duncan. Chris Duncan needs to He did land uh, he did land a few shots to start that to start the fight off with. But Torres, you knew he was gonna get a takedown. He got one quick, ends up getting a choke. Chris Duncan, I'm gonna look it up. I've lost a lot of fights in-
1: Yeah, I'm not really sure <laughs> even what he does. Like what his <laughs> skill set is. Is he a wrestler? Is he a stand up guy? Is he knocking dudes out? I have no idea. It's just like, well, he's got a chest tattoo and he's kinda jacked. Get him in there.
0: Damn I say that he had one he had won four in a row.
1: <laughs> Whoops. Alright, yeah, so That's awful, everything man. we yeah, we don't know what we're doing, guys.
0: Yeah. Right?
1: We're just fucking looking at it, talking about fights, sort of. That's right. Follow along if you want. <laughs> <laughs> we know some people are. I can't imagine any holidays at your house, Sam, when you talk to your brother. He's like, Your take on Andre Feely wasn't great. No, nah, I didn't <laughs> say any
0: of that shit.
1: <laughs> oh man. Oh, I do like this next fight, though. This was surprisingly an interesting matchup because uh, you Sam Hughes versus Yasmeen, whatever it is. I th- I felt like these girls really went after each other. They were really trying to fight because we've seen Sam sort of sleepy. You know what I mean? Just not there. And we've seen this with many fighters. Darren Till can be one, one example I'll throw in there where it's you just look like you're not there. And Sam was there this fight. Eight and six. God-awful record. But... As far as this division and female MMA is concerned, she's sort of a name now. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> worthy of fighting her. It's yeah? a day of shame, cause in it.
0: <laughs> but yeah, how do yeah, you think it's... about Yasmin? Cause you talked her up pretty
1: mu- pretty good before the
0: fight. Yeah, I mean, they it was so weird because they had the fight where they had Yasmin versus Jasmine, and it's like I think they were both really young at the time. I'm still young now. Yeah, certainly. She's only 24. I I think they're both like really young, and they fought. And no, like who the hell are these girls? You know what we saw? Who the fuck are these girls? And, Yasmin won, and she went on Stella Nunez, but she did lose to to Denise Gomes in 20 damn seconds. But you know, it happens. I guess you get caught. Hey, at least it was some action going on. Yeah,
1: it wasn't that Michelle Waterson choreographed fight (laughs)
0: looking shit. You imagine WWE just takes her in.
1: I, I wouldn't be surprised. But why not? Not only is she hot, she's athletic, and she gets the choreography where she can almost hit you.
0: That's right. That, and that nickname <laughs> would be great carrying over WWE. Sure.
1: Karate hottie. Yeah. They make her wear a gi. Yeah. She can't even show off her body. She's got to wear a full gi.
0: No. <laughs> All right. All um, right. Daniel Zillow This next
1: fight was even sim- was sort of similar. Francisco like this card, Prado. the main card for me was just they were sort of barn burners. They were real fights. These people both they were all hungry in each one of these fights. Uh Daniel Zell Huber versus Francisco Prado. Prado? Prado?
0: Is it Prado? Yeah. yeah Prado. Pr- Prado got his face busted up in his fight. Oh yes, yeah, he did. He you know, he uh, See the weird thing with that that fight is Prado took the to center the whole fight. Throwing punches. He kept Zell Huber back against the cage. But then Zell Huber would come and just start fucking teeing off yeah. right on his face. Yep. And then it would just go back. So, you know, I was like I wouldn't been surprised. I'm like, I was thinking maybe here we are at another split decision because one judge is probably gonna take into account him standing at the center of the cage all yeah. the fucking fight. But you know, I guess that damage really showed, but uh yeah, Zell Huber wins decision.
1: I mean the the jab is so fucking nasty. These fighters that can actually utilize a jab are boring as hell or just they beat the hell out of the other guy. I mean, Max Holloway is a prime example of a nasty jab. This kid keeps you at arm's reach the entire time. And when you go back and you look at the Korean zombie finish, you're like, he was beating his ass too. (laughs) He fucking opened him up in many places. And then Max was like, good (laughs) night. Like that jab is such a a valued weapon, man. If If you can work everything off the jab. And Zell Huber, I think he has a height advantage in this division and utilizing a jab with the massive height advantage is, is huge. You know that, that he could fight anybody essentially at the, at the top of the division with that. But, you know, we'll see who's he got next because this Prado guy's not really a threat. So, I don't know. This division is so stacked, though. The lightweight division is so stacked. He could go fight Tony Ferguson tomorrow and you'd be like, why? <laughs> why would you do that? <laughs> Even though Tony's not on a streak or anything, you'd still be like. This guy's fought the best of the best, El Huber. You know, good luck. I mean, use your jab.
0: And Brian Ortega. This <laughs> it started out with him jumping up and down and he fucking hurt his ankle like went from out from under him. And I'm like, damn, this is over with already. It's fucking fight. Son of a bitch. But uh Yeah, man. Yeah, I,
1: hey, can I say this? I was hoping it was gonna be over then because there's nothing I hate more than a man with pigtails. <laughs> right? Like, okay. Scratch that. A man with a bun is worse, but pigtails and you're fighting? The best Brian Ortega was the shaved head Brian Ortega. I don't give a fuck about this submission. Go shave your head again, dog. And stand in front of a dude. You know, this wrestling and, and submission stuff is weak as hell. Because then you're also supposed to be like this Mexican street gangster or some shit.
0: <laughs> I thought Rodriguez was in a good position. He hurt his fucking ankle. Rodriguez starts teeing him up a little bit. I'm like, shit, only a matter of time for this thing's done. And damn, I was wrong.
1: Yeah, I think uh, something happened to Yair, man. Because there was moments there where you and I, before he was even really consistent, was like, why isn't this guy fighting the best of the best? He's so nasty. He finishes Korean Zombie in in an all-star manner, superstar manner. And then, what was it, Volkanovski was next? Max Holloway
0: Uh, I can find out you know there was a Volkanovski shit I'm just looking through his record man he's fun he lost to Holloway then he beat Ortega beat Josh Emmett lost to Volkanovski lost to Ortega it's like we're around in a rotation right now
1: this ain't good (laughs) this isn't good because you're at the top of this division And that's the hardest part. And we can make this argument every time that these guys are the best of the best in the division. So it is going to be a very much a clash of styles when they do finally meet, no matter who it is in the top five. So my guess is you put Yair and Brian in there 10 times in a row. They're going to go five, five. Is that fair to say? Yeah. makes sense. I can see
0: that. I can see that.
1: But people are sort of counting Yair out saying that this guy was some sort of a fluke situation that he got to where he got by accident. And you're like, I don't think that's true. I think Brian has finally finally found his way back to who he was and his skill set. He knows where he shines, right? You don't got to stand there and get pieced the fuck up, dude. Take him down, tap him out, go home. You know what I mean? Like if you're that good at that thing, do it. No one's going to be upset at you for that. We're more upset at the fact that you think you got to go two, three, four rounds. If you can finish that dude with the guillotine as soon as he makes that mistake in the first round with a sloppy takedown, do it. You know, you don't have to be Corey Sandhagen and be like, well, my shoulder popped in the first round, so I just start dicking around for the next four. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, get finish fights. Get out of there, dude. No one's gonna be mad at you. It's even more impressive, in fact. But then they go and they on Twitter and they're showing his uh Brian doing this submission in the back. And I just had to quote tweet it. And I was like, wait, so you mean to tell me they trained to do this stuff? Hold on a second. (laughs) Hold on a second. I was under the assumption that two guys just signed up and went in there, beat the hell out of each other. You mean this guy practiced that move that he, what? What? Like, that's, that that was the sarcasm that I had to this. Like, <laughs> yes. oh, who gives a fuck? <laughs> yes. Who cares that he trained a triangle choke? What yeah, do you mean? Shit. Everything he oh, does he, and he got it, dude. The, the crazy luck of the world. It's so fucking dumb. <laughs> you mean to tell me that they look they
0: they wear gloves and shit in the back? They What? So, let me ask you something, man. What the fuck is going on with Raul Rosas Jr.? He was supposed to fight Ricky Tercios on this card. They say he was sick right before this card. Uh apparently there's a there's a video online of him in the back he he looks like he's nervous as shit and now they're supposed to fight on this card coming up uh, and then i find out about it a, a, a breaking news an hour ago fights off fights off so i don't know what the fuck's happening to this kid i'm hoping well, it it's something it, crazy man. just because I, I i'm like into that type of shit You find out, holy fuck, he's not eighteen. He's been fighting professionally. I don't. Who knows? It could be something, anything dumb. The kid's nervous as fuck. I don't know.
1: Maybe transgender. All right. Uh, What I was gonna, what I was gonna say, it was in Mexico. So maybe Raúl Rosas Jr. got some imposter syndrome because he was born in like Ohio. (laughs) you know what i mean i'm not a real magazine i keep wearing this fucking sombrero dude these people are gonna mock me i can't do the online thing i'm only 18 i just got a twitter (laughs) like it could be that he could finally have realized i'm sick of people calling me ugly but hold on that means you didn't know
0: I don't know man. I just know it's not on this card either. They were like, we're gonna try to get it booked for the next card. And then you know, I print out the sheets yesterday, it's on there, it's firm, the fight's on. I'm like, okay, they got it on there. And then today it's off. Like, what the fuck? So, what anyway. is he, what has
1: he got? What if he's got like the the kissing thing? What's the kissing thing, Sam?
0: The
1: kiss The kissing disease, remember? Usually, uh, everyone got it when they were in middle school. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know what
0: the fuck you're talking about. Oh, uh, shit. Maybe
1: he's got that. He just can't make it. God, I forget what it is. God that doesn't damn. matter. We're going to focus on it for the rest of the time. Isn't that funny? <laughs> I keep wanting to say mononucleosis, and that's not it. <laughs> it's
0: not, it starts with an M. I know that. It is You mono. just type in. It's mono. Uh, yeah. Mono? Mm-hmm. Mononucleosis, just like you said. Okay, I'm older, done. Man. Goddamn disease expert. What? <laughs> God disease. It's like mononucleosis,
1: but probably not at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah.
0: And then fucking is
1: perfect, dude. I'm so smart.
0: <laughs> all right, man. Let's get into this. This next card. <laughs> and bear with me, everyone listening. If you're still here, they moved this shit. They shuffled this card all around. I yeah, printed a sheet out yesterday, which was Monday, Tuesday. I come in, I'm like, what the fuck? Where did this fight come from? What the fuck is happening over here? Well, anyway, the first fight, and and these goddamn names, but it's uh, Laok rods Zabav versus Abdul Kareen Al. Saul Al sawadi Al sawadi Do you fucking say that?
1: A lot of syllables. <laughs>
0: I'll just call him Kareem. How about that? The Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Eight knockouts, two submission wins. The guy's been knocked out three times. This is his UFC debut. He was on the, the contender series. I uh, had a decision win, and he's one Now he's won five. It, he's now won his last five. You know, he had lost his previous three. Uh, one was a first round knockout loss to a guy who is now 13 and five. So. I think he's going to get his ass kicked, and Radzu, Rad, Raz, who's ah, reds above
1: Let me let me look.
0: I don't know. This guy, he, he came out of PFL. Yep. He's four four and one in PFL. Seven knockouts, five submissions. He did lose by uh, TKO in his last fight, but I, I still think he'll come in and and, and be strong against. I mean. You know, as much as we talk shit about PFL, there, I would think there'd be a little gap between someone from PFL and someone that just got signed straight off of the Contender Series.
1: As far as skill?
0: As far as skill. I, yeah, I would imagine. I would think they would be better.
1: Like the PFL guy better than the Contender Series guys? Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, because the Contender sense. Series guy, just he just come out of an independent organization. Sure, sure. I mean, if they come in there beating the shit out of somebody on a Contender Series... You know, maybe they got more skill, but these people in PFL—they have fought in front of a crowd. Like this guy's a PFL veteran. You know, he's had uh, eight fights, or actually a one draw. He had had nine fights total in PFL. Well,
1: and we also can't really shit on the PFL fighters because to be able to get into that tournament, you have to be good enough for them to be like, "We'll give you a million dollars if you pull (laughs) it off." You know what I mean? Like they're not gonna give it to some simple-minded fucking. I learned everything from YouTube.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Alright, this next fight, uh Vinicius Di Oliveira. And his opponent changed up as as of now, basically. Bernardo Sopia. Uh Vinicius 15 knockouts. He, he's 19 and 3. You know, this guy all three of his losses, he was knocked out. This is his UFC debut. He was on a contender series. He had a first round knockout win. He's won eight of his last nine. Uh, this guy is fighting. I'll have to look him up because I don't have, you know, the guy, he's 11-2, and two, seven knockouts, three submission wins. He's won five of his last six. The guy's nickname is the Lion King. But this guy was put in extremely fucking late.
1: Wait, who's the Lion King?
0: Uh, this is Bernardo Safia.
1: Okay, because the other guy's name is Loke Dog.
0: Love it. And
1: Love it. it says here that he's the number third ranked pro men's bantamweight, I think, in Brazil.
0: Hmm.
1: But he's got two belts on him, whatever this picture is, from Tapology.
0: Yeah, he was supposed to fight this this Giannis uh, Gamara. Yeah, late- didn't
1: I talk about this guy's name being Venetius? Such a fucking awesome yeah. name, Venetius. Yeah, nickname, you know, you? I, I had him winning
0: anyway. so now he's got a late replacement. I think he'll probably do just fine. Moving on. Moving on. Christian Leroy Duncan. Claudio Ribeira. All right, so Duncan, he's 9-1. and one. You know, he uh seven knockouts, one submission win. His only loss he's had was a decision to Armand Petrosian. And, you know, he looked great in his last fight. He... Beat the shit out of Dennis Tululian. I mean, I remember that he was just teeing off on him. I do believe that was a decision, but he he beat him up pretty good.
1: You're talking looked, about Leroy Duncan.
0: Up. I looked that up pretty good. And make sure looked at him. Make sure. No, he actually knocked him out in the second round. But uh, this Ribeiro guy, uh, all eleven of his wins are by knockout. He had a 25 second win on the contender series. He's now one and two in the UFC both his UFC losses are by knockout. So someone's getting knocked the fuck out and it's not going to be Christian LeRoy Duncan.
1: Yeah, I uh this Ribeiro guy's the the one that has the dad coming out. Going, huh? Huh? Oh, is it that, that guy?
0: Shit? I didn't even yeah. think. Man, you remind me that of that every fucking time. Yeah, I'll never forget it cuz it was
1: corny as shit.
0: I always forget about that. It didn't help him be, him be a good it doesn't help him be a good fighter. Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? Doesn't help. So stop doing it. Uh this guy also has some he's bigger than him, isn't he? Six two, six one, seventy-nine to seventy seven. That's not bad. About an inch. <clears throat> I'm also trying to <clears throat> keep this in order with the way that you're telling them because they're in a different order for me, so I have to actually find it. I'm like, okay, which one is he talking about? Yeah, here?
0: Go, go to Sure Dog. That that should be the that's usually like correct. It's just a lot of shit changed up. Like quickly. <laughs> like ja- Javid Bajarat. Should be next against Ayman Sahabi and Bassarat, He is a huge betting favorite, huge, because he's been in- unstoppable in the UFC. Yeah, that contender series win. He's three and zero now in the UFC. They're all been decisions though. You know he has dominated everybody on the ground. Just dominate them. Took people down. Hold them there. He hasn't put anyone in a way yet in the UFC, but it I mean it's gotta happen, you would think. Uh Zuhabi, six knockouts, two submission wins. You know, he he's four and two in the UFC. And yeah, I think he's gonna get dominated on the ground. That's what uh Basarat does. He's 14-0. Just the guy I say always always say this guy looks like an asshole. The guy's got the face of an asshole. I can't help it. <laughs>
1: He doesn't mean the actual physical asshole. He means like a guy who's not nice.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: He means a guy that revs his his truck that's two sizes too big for him really loud as he drives. That type of guy. You know, an asshole. <laughs> yep. That's
0: exactly what I'm talking about. Cuz like my dick is the size of this tip. truck.
1: It isn't. <laughs> um I am confused here. Because Zahabi. All right? You listening? Not not Sam, but you guys, right? So, Firas Zahabi, that's a common name. We've heard this. This is the guy that trained GSP, Canadian guy. There's another Zahabi that's in the UFC that is not Amen. So, who is this guy? This is the youngest brother? What is what is this? I, I got to find out more information about the Zahabi guy. He's got to be related to him, right? He's got 12 fights.
0: He is from Canada, too. So
1: I guarantee you he's related to him, but is this his debut or something?
0: You no, know, he's, he's... he's uh. This guy's 36, by the way. No, he's he's been nice. around a while. He's uh, He doesn't fight hardly ever. That's the fucking thing. Okay. So, all right, let, let me go through his fights because he come into UFC in 2017, but he, he only fought okay. twice that year. Didn't fight again to 2019. He fought once, lost to Vince Morales. Then he didn't fight till 2021. He's now won three straight, but he's won one fight every year. Draco wow. Rodriguez in 21, Ricky Tercios 22, and uh, Q Long A.R.A. in 23. So Okay,
1: so you're, you're telling me that they can, they can complain about fighter pay, yeah. but, then, but then a guy who's not even ranked can take off a year?
0: Yeah, no problem. Do you
1: have man. a second job, sir? <laughs> like, that's weird. Where's your focus? You know, your whole family, the Zahabis, are clearly invested in MMA. What are you doing, just working at the gym? <laughs> Making your fucking eight seventy five an hour? What's going on?
0: I don't know what's going on, but if he helped train GSP, that's a uh, claim to fame. I'm sure he can get some kind of money out of that shit. Come to my sure. gym. I help at
1: least at least open a gym that you'll get students to come to, right? And pay fucking thirty dollars, eighty dollars a month, whatever the fuck it is.
0: I mean, he's been a really uh, good fighter. It's just Basherat has no problem taking anyone down at any time that we've seen so far.
1: Well, that's what I'm curious about, because if Firas Sahabi is the one training his brothers or this brother, I don't know if he's got multiple, but it seems that way. He got GSP to be one of the best wrestlers in UFC history without ever having wrestled. You see what I'm saying? So that alone could be like, well, fucking maybe Havid can't take him down. Maybe this becomes a stand up war. I don't know. Will they just uh, It could be a grapple war as well? But in that instance, you'd still have to assume that Bashrat has an advantage, at least in, as far as finishing the fight. But I think Zahabi might stay right there with them. And I think probably why he signed the contract.
0: You know what? They that would worry. be good. I'd be happy to see that. And the thing is, though, it won't do anything for anyone if Zuhabi doesn't fight again for another year. We'll all <laughs> yeah, forget all, by then. Completely useless,
1: yeah. <laughs> Chances are that will be what happened. You'll see Boshrod before you see him again.
0: All right, this next fight wasn't on the card at all yesterday. I got the papers printed out to prove it. Uh, it's uh, Ludovic Klein versus AJ Cunningham. Cunningham, see, Ludovic Klein was supposed to fight someone else, and in that fight, the, the other guy, uh, I think he had some visa issues. So here he is with AJ Cunningham. Cunningham's 11-3. and three. Uh, He was on a contender series... He got knocked out on the contender series. They didn't sign him, but they need somebody to throw in there. So Ludovic Klein, I think he's gonna fucking destroy this guy. He's twenty and four, and I mean, those last few fights, you know, he's he's won three of his last four. The the one was a draw, so he hasn't lost his last four fights. Let's put it that way. He's only lost to uh, decent names, Nate Landwehr. Michael Trezano, you know, his draw was against Ja Herbert. Ludovic Klein, eight knockouts, eight submissions. He has been knocked out and submitted twice. But, Hmm. yeah, I mean, that guy's like a physical specimen, too. I don't say that against guys. Or Klein. They're they're both
1: fucking Jack dudes. (laughs) Ludovic
0: Klein is is fucking Jack like a motherfucker.
1: Bro, click on... Cunningham. AJ Cunningham,
0: yeah, he's pretty jacked, too. He's, so. he's huge.
1: But the problem with him is he's probably slow. <laughs> Ludovic's got some snappy kicks, fast punches, dude, right back to home. You know what I mean? Bang, yeah. right back.
0: If this guy got knocked out by somebody on the contender series. Yeah, you got to just Ludovic go down a little bit time. because of that, sir. I will say that guy on <laughs> the contender series is 9-1. and one, So
1: There you go. Well, fucking A. But also, this AJ hasn't been consistent in any – anything other than pyramid fights, whatever that could be, right? He's not going on and staying at an organization for long. There's an organization called Real, real Fighting Championships. As real as it gets was the event. Look at this shit. It's embarrassing. Real Deal Championships, RDC9, as real as it gets. December 9th, 2023 was his last fight. AJ Cunningham. Real Deal, and you're taking the literal slogan yeah. From the UFC, as real as it gets. You dumb motherfuckers. <laughs> all right. All right. Then this next one, though, no, I don't care about it all. This is just a waste. Both these guys should have been gone. Go
0: Eric ahead. Enders and Jamie Pickett. Talking about yes. them, right? Eric Enders, yep. 15 and 8. Jamie Pickett, 13 and 10. 13 and 10. <laughs> the, the, you know what the thing is, though? Is Pickett, he's lost six of his last eight. Right. Uh. <laughs> You know, six of his last eight. It's and
1: not
0: good. Enders, he's uh, lost three of his last four. They both have nine knockout wins. It's kind of—I don't think either one has much of a jaw. But and, and Enders is a, a three six. He's a huge betting favorite. But I I wouldn't put it past Pickett to fucking knock him out. Just because whoever lands in this fight's gonna knock out the other person.
1: I honestly think it's whoever wants it more and starts first, because this is definitely a UFC career-ending fight for for one of the guys. And if both of them don't do shit and it goes to a decision, goodbye. I almost guarantee it.
0: Yeah, whoever loses is going to be done anyway. I would think. I mean, damn, I don't know how Pickett stuck around so long. And (laughs) I will say this though: these fights on this card. Make me very hopeful. Don't fucking disappoint me when you listen. Very hopeful for some finishes. We need finishes. I can see. Definitely. All right. This next fight, Matt Snell, Steve Ursig. Ursig definitely is going to finish Matt Snell. Calling it right now. He's won his last 10. He doesn't finish a lot of people, though. He's at, 11 and 1. He submitted six people. But uh, Snell, you know, he's he's kind of playing a gatekeeper role. I think Ursig just out grapples, probably tags him up on the feet. Then out grapples him, ends up pulling a pulling his arm off.
1: Yeah, I'm right there with you. Uh, yeah, I think I, I think, definitely I think see that thing.
0: I remember you like Ursig too.
1: Well, Snell's not bad. It's the inconsistency. He's he's taking some big fights, Very and inconsistent. he didn't come out the other end, which sucks. You know, but we're going to see a different guy we're going to see, is he going to come in better trained more well-rounded is he going to stick to the same thing that he knows it's very interesting because we already know what ursic's game plan is going to be we'll just see what schnell well which version of Schnell is going to show up Do we get a new version or is it the same old you know hey did you see chuck liddell falling off of conor mcgregor's yacht no i
0: did not <laughs> buddy <Bloody. sighs>
1: Chuck already yes. stands weird as it is. Yeah. his old age. Sure. You know what I mean? You can tell he's he's always on wobbly legs and he's standing on this fucking yacht, dude, and he literally goes this way.
0: <laughs> hey, <laughs> Jesus. The water.
1: It was awesome. But oh. shout out, Chuck Liddell. I'm glad he's safe. Hilarious. Yeah. Though.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think Ersig will have no trouble with Snell. And Snell, he's almost playing a gatekeeper role in a way, his last few fights. Uh, just. There yeah but he's not the top that...
1: gatekeeper he's just he's a guy that's going to help you get over to the possibly fighting somebody who's ranked
0: yeah there you go all right bantamweight cool. belt next and this is a extreme like Omar normaga madoff, uh beckzat al mccann so umar is a, a minus 1200 betting favorite that is insane that's they think he's going to smash this dude. Uh, this guy, uh, Bekzat, Beck 14-1, 12 knockouts, one submission win. He's won his last eight. And, and I was looking at the guy's records that, that he's fought, and they've been decent records. He's only been to a decision twice. Uh, most of his fights were in the octagon promotion. But the thing is, Umar is 4-0 in UFC. Three of those are finishes. Uh, it should be an easy win for him.
1: Wait, did you say that uh, Bexit has twelve knockouts?
0: Uh, yes, twelve knockouts, one submission.
1: That's a problem, dude. <laughs> a lot of the guys in this uh, this weight in this weight class like to wrestle. You know what I'm saying? These bantamweights, they like to wrestle. Those ones that strike, your Cody Garbrants. You know, I think that's all I can think of right now. But guys like that, the guys that can strike that also have power, can be a problem. So if this dude, this Brexit dude is starching guys, Umar is going to have to wrestle. He doesn't have a choice. But here's the thing. Umar has been begging for a fight for four months. So if this is the guy that they finally found that was like, I'll sign a contract with him and actually put something, you know, make it a fight, you got to give some credit where credit's due here. You know, taking on a guy that's 16-0. and 0,
0: Yeah, it's I mean, a hell gonna... of a way to make your UFC debut. Dude, <laughs>
1: I mean, I'd go for Bexit here just because all them knockouts, man. I'm tired really? of these Nurmagomedovs. You know what I mean? Damn, damn. Uh, hey, you know what? I like Islam. He's not a Nurmagomedov because he head kick knocked out a guy. We need more of that. You guys got wrestling in your back pocket all day long. You can punch a dude in the face. It's fine because you have wrestling in your back pocket all day long. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> I've take the not, risk.
0: This Beckzet, he's got one loss in his career was a submission to this guy is I don't even want to say his last name. His first name was Salton. Salton oh, Z the wow. best kick. Dasbeck or something. The guy's 18 and 2, right? Okay. And you go through his record, you're like, "Damn, 18 and 2." And his only loss, he lost to some guy, but his last loss was against his Vunces uh Vincent de Oliveira guy. So it's Fucking um, these guys are getting around over there, man. Fucking,
1: they always come in with hefty records, you know. Yeah, guy. yeah. So, I like the matchup, though. This this is very interesting because I have not seen enough from Umar to even be like, yeah, that's the guy.
0: I would say that's you, how- Umar is heavily favored to win this. This guy comes in at his UFC debut, and let's say he, he starches Umar. I don't think <laughs> yeah. it's gonna happen. Let's just say this guy's like instant fucking name. Instant.
1: Yeah. No one, and then also Umar fights again soon.
0: Yeah, you know what true. I mean? No so no get his heat worried. back, just like wrestling.
1: <laughs> he comes right back because someone's like, I'll fight the guy now. I saw him get knocked out. Um, I also love this next matchup because you know how I feel about Mokaya. All right, I'll save you the trouble. Mokaya, remember the name, not like Bilal Muhammad. <laughs> this Muhammad is worthy of remembering because as I said, the dude's like, 37-0 and 0 as an amateur, never lost. Comes in the UFC talking cash shit about Paddy Pimblet. Hey, why the fuck is he the star? Y'all don't know about me. Look at me. Watch this. And he's, he's done nothing but been victorious. And now he's fighting Alex Perez, a one-time champion, if I'm not mistaken, or at least title contender. Uh, this is where he makes his name. Perez has got nothing for him.
0: No. Perez, he's been submitted five times in his career. His last two fights he's been submitted – that's not a good sign going into this fight. <laughs> Micaiah, you're right, man. I actually wrote down his amateur record. 23-0, 11-0 you pro record. You know, the funny thing is, see how you brought up that amateur record? It reminds me, I was watching a fight, and Bisping was talking about some, some guy was fighting, and they were like, yeah, he's uh, never lost in his career, but he did lose a couple times an amateurs. And, and Bisping was like, well, there you go. You, know, you, you have that amateur career. That way, people don't know about it if you lose. And I'm like, what are you talking about, dude? This is the internet age, motherfucker. Maybe when you were <laughs> yeah. coming up, no one could find your amateur records, <laughs> but we can find all kinds of shit. You fight in a back alley or something? That shit's on YouTube. It's everywhere. We see it all. Come well, on, that's how they on, were. Man. They
1: were able to figure out that one guy was padding his stats. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. have gotten away with that shit. Oh, what the hell, Bisping sources is. But yeah, I think Makaib will will starch. Uh, Alex Perez no no problems and hey, speaking of a you, fight that another fight there probably won't be a problem so I'm hoping we get some finishes we have to get finishes I, I I'm probably that. gonna jinx it we have to Tyson Pedro Vettor Petrino Pedro he's 32 5 knockouts 5 submission wins is 10 and 4 you know if this was 2017 I would say Tyson Pedro has a chance you know he was six and zero. He had just beaten Paul Craig, but since then he's four and four, and has only beaten nobodies like the Pleasure Man, Henry Villain Sucker, uh, He He's fought. He's, he's only beaten those people that that anyone's beaten. Petrino three and zero in the UFC. He just knocked oh, out Dustus Bacchus in his last fight. So I think he will smoke Pedro. No worries.
1: Ha- how can anybody go for Tyson Pedro? He lost to Shogun in 2018 in the UFC. Dos Santos versus Tuivasa, UFC fight night 142. He lost to Shogun. Now let's let's just for the for the fun of it, let's look at Shogun's <laughs> record over the past since 2018 fighting Tyson Pedro, right? And what did he do before that?
0: All right, let's look at... Okay, he
1: lost to Anthony Smith. He was on a streak, though. He beat uh, Noguera, Corey Anderson, and Jean Valante, But he lost to St. Prue and Dan Henderson in 2014. Back-to-back losses. Then he goes on a three-fight win streak. He loses to Anthony Smith. TKO, or KO, elbows 129 in the first round. Then he fights Tyson Pedro and wins. Yeah. In the third round, TKO punch him. Okay, you're done. He went to a draw with Paul Craig. Shogun, in 2019, November of 2019, went to a fucking draw with Paul Craig. You know what? Bring Shogun back. <laughs> if that's what you... Look, then he fought him again. He lost. He, he fought Paul Craig after, after Noguera yeah. again. How's he, how was Noguera fighting in 2020 still? I feel like I don't remember <laughs> that at all. That had to have been a main event. Jesus, that Ihor uh, Pateria guy is the last guy that beat him. But damn, 2018, 2019, Shogun was still out there beating these guys that are still in. The... That's crazy, dude. Yeah, that's Bring true. Dan Henderson that's back. A Fuck a Very around. good
0: perspective to see, to, to go off of. I mean, you got guys yeah, that... in the UFC that have lost to Shogun. Because <laughs> and... every... Anthony Smith is now the guy, right? He beat oh Shogun. It's huge. Anthony Tyson Pedro lost
1: to him. No one's talking about this. If it was me, I'd be saying uh, Vitor Petrino crushes Tyson Pedro. Yeah. No problem. Because <laughs> he's also uh, Alex Pajara type. You know, like very, where were you made type of character. You know, stoic, heavy punches, kicks, everything's accurate. Ten fights. Uh, you know what I mean? That, that's a guy who's been fi- that, that should have been fighting 60 fights deep to yeah. be that precise, that technical. Tyson Pedro ain't got it for him,
0: true, but, man. Hey, true,
1: Petrino, Petrino at 205, man. I didn't ever think about that. That 205 division is wide open. You know, if this dude crushes Tyson, he's got
0: anybody. All right, and then right, you get we- the main event, Jarzano Rosenstroke. Shamil Gazziz. I'm probably fucked up. All right, yeah,
1: yeah. You just messed them both up. You Jesus, made up two guys. Jesus. Sam made up, Sam It's
0: <laughs>
1: Jarzinho and Shamil Gazziv. All right,
0: Gazziv. So, how is this fight going to go? I'm not sure because here's what I'm thinking. If Shamil, whoever's training this guy, properly, would just say, look, Take Rosenstroke down. If you get any trouble, take him straight to the fucking ground. And it can be done. The guy, he, he's been taken down before. You know, he's not the like greatest wrestler. He's get, he's like Derek Lewis. He's got the big right hand waiting to punch you with with it. So yep. hit him with some leg kicks, drive him to the mat, fucking get a rare naked choke on him. But if you want to stand up, then you're playing with fire. You're fucking around. You know, you're, you're playing wow. with your food before you eat. If you stand up facing this guy, your lob will get caught with a big right hand.
1: Well, and that's the problem. Now, speaking of coaching that we have to talk about when it comes to Jarzinho Rosenstrick, because if his coaches were any good, they'd say, you should learn to wrestle. <laughs> we're going to do mostly wrestling. Because I think we got the hand thing down, yeah. striking. We got that. That's fine. Let's work on the grappling. So that way, even if it does, there's an opportunity where it goes to the ground. He's got takedown defense. He's got submission defense. He doesn't have to be afraid of being on his back because Mm -hmm. a guy who's like this, who's very heavy with the hands, if they're on their back, they're fighting defensively. There's no elbows from the bottom. No, There's no submission attempts. These guys are just trying to get back up. They're like a turtle upside down. Yeah, dude. And (laughs) then they're tired as shit, dude. You just see this full exhaustion, full body exhaustion. Should like a guy I got here, fucking <laughs> hold still. Let me get you on. Jolton uh,
0: all made, made him look like a fold in the last fight.
1: Yeah, and that guy is a tank. Just nonstop, fucking six-pack-two, just, <laughs> just full diesel. Uh, Jarzinho looks like a, a heavyweight from, you know, the early 2000s. We used to see. And these guys were still just as talented. You know, there's nothing wrong with that body type when you're that big, but it's like you could fight at 205 Chris Drakus, you know what I mean? You could Drakus, whatever his last name is. People forget. Um, But Shamil, it, Shamil's the new top guy. This is the new top guy as far as this division is concerned. He's the 12-0 and 0 guy. He's undefeated, and he's coming in here, and he's, he's looking to probably make a point. And if that's the case, knock him out. Stand and knock him out. Because it is possible, too, Sam. We know that.
0: Oh, for Gar- sure.
1: For sure. not safe from the strikes just because he also can punch you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If Shamil's got better head movement, he's faster, which I imagine he is. Jarzinho's done. This guy came way too late into the UFC, came way too late into the the octagon itself for it to really be beneficial. Jarzinho should have been around a long time ago. This is 13 and 5 record would be a lot different had he been fighting even 6 years ago, 7 years ago. He's he was fighting during the era where, the era where it's like Daniel Cormier, <laughs> fucking Francis Ngannou, Stipe Miacic. These guys are the top guys. Now he's fighting guys like Shamil who are I don't know. Not similar, yeah. but
0: well-rounded. and knocked out in 20 seconds. Too.
1: You see what I'm saying? It is possible.
0: I say stand think- up with him, see how it goes, and if you get hit with anything hard, take him straight down.
1: Well, let me look at Shamil's record here. He's got eight knockouts, three submissions. Yes. I think he's heavy with the hands. I think he's, he's looking for He's only had
0: one him. UFC fight. It's Martin Martin Boudet.
1: Martin Boudet. But also, you and me looked at that fight as like, we, Martin's fighting a real fighter now. This is a real fight for him. So we have to give a lot of credit to both those guys in that fight, but I mean, what this first round, second round, he's got a third round.
0: second second round, uh, Martin Boudet knocked him out.
1: I mean he's on a 12 fight win streak. He has not lost yet, which is a problem. You know what I mean? That's not a good thing. It's, it looks good. But in his head, he's like, "I haven't lost yet. I'm the fucking best ever. No one can stop me." Right? That's what you're gonna think, typically. But you you have to <laughs> humble yourself and be like, oh, yeah, "I am fighting in the UFC. They're worst guys, the best guy." You know what I mean? It's gonna be a problem whoever you fight. And Jarzinho was up there. He was one of the guys that I'm he up was. for a moment. He was the guy that we were like, "Well, Francis is in trouble." <laughs> and then eh, Francis has got competent. No. <laughs> just that quick <laughs> yeah. all right now he's just another heavyweight but again you don't i don't see jarzino fight that often uh he if if he was really trying to be a champion or something like that or get back up there we would see him you know take on more fights
0: does this like one a, a pass on a torch type fight for the ufc i th-
1: I like that yeah i like that that makes sense the only problem is is Shamil has to go out there and put on a show He has to make it a show because this is the heavyweight division and we need it fucking bad. The heavyweight division has been boring as fuck. dude. It is as bad as female fights. I swear to God. (laughs) Like it's just decision, decision, decision. We lay on each other. We clinch up against the fence. It's fucking lame, dude. (laughs) And you like you specifically come from that era where the heavyweight division was the division. Light heavyweight division was the division. Those guys were the scary dudes.
0: Yeah. And now, and now you know you got- I really like Almeida. Oh, you know, he's but but he's one that's just going to take everybody down too. So you don't get no brutal ass knockouts with him, like you used to see.
1: They don't. I feel like they haven't said that in a long time either. When it comes to these two giants meeting in the cage, they're not like someone's going to sleep. <laughs> I haven't heard that in any of these heavyweight fights in a long time, because it's just not happening. They're all grappling and. Just making it hard to keep staring at.
0: Yeah. You know, I haven't looked into like PFL's heavyweight division or even I don't even know if they even have one. Hey, hold on, hold on. But they can't have people like Parker Porter and Fuck all of Henry yeah. Hornsucker and shit like that like, in the division. Sam,
1: there's only one. There's only one female fighting that is worth it, and there's only one heavyweight right now that's worth it. And it's bare knuckle. Are you kidding me? I'm talking heavyweights go down off the scratch, dog. Because, you know, they they knuckle up right next to each other off the scratch. Homie goes night-night. Because <laughs> these guys are not, like full-blown prisoners. Mm-hmm. Just fucking, just scary. Just, th- this is the heavyweights that we thought we were going to see when the UFC first came about. And some of those guys were that, like the tank Abbotts. You're like, what the fuck's this guy? Like, oh, he's been down before. He's been in prison. That motherfucker will knock you out. He eats, He eats steel. You know what I mean? That's, that's those guys again, but they're in bare knuckle. There, I don't know. There's this one guy, I can't even tell you his, his name, his body type, but he's got full head tattoo, giant white guy. Probably was like a uh, officer, one of those officers that hangs out in the jail, but not a, not not ever locked up. You know what I'm talking about? What are those fucking guys call? <laughs> co. He was probably he look he's oh, built like a co, okay. like all chest and back, <laughs> huge arms, and he's just. Nasty. He can take. He reminds me of Jeff Munson. Oh, but goodness. but he's got a beard and he he looks like he works on like Chevys. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like very much like. What's your history, dude? That tattoo is a bit suspicious. <laughs> but yeah, it. I promise. Get on YouTube, Sam. Anytime you're bored, my guy. The fucking the WV women's team isn't doing their thing. Get on YouTube. Is it West Virginia that you like, or just straight Virginia? Virginia it seems to be yellow.
0: Virginia. Virginia.
1: Virginia. What's their colors? Maroon and gold, or something. <laughs> West Virginia is gold, right?
0: Yeah, West Virginia is gold and, and blue. Yeah,
1: what's what's Virginia?
0: Virginia is orange, 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 blue, white. Okay, orange and
1: white. That's how much I haven't kept up with any sports whatsoever besides the yeah. US. I go to a lot. Dude, of I didn't shit, even watch man. the Super to, Bowl, guys.
0: I go to a lot of different shit though. So. Well, fuck,
1: you're in a good place for it. Dude. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't you? You know, tomorrow I mean? I'll be I was going
0: still- to the Richmond, the Richmond women's basketball. Okay, Which I'm, is what I'm just professional? Just re- recording, huh?
1: Is that like is that like D League professional? No, that's
0: a, a college NCAA. Oh. And then next okay. week, the I we got tickets to uh, the, the so they're in the Atlantic Ten Conference. I don't even really know shit about NCAA. They're in the Atlantic bit. Ten Conference. They're really good. They just lost a game that they should have won, so they went from first to second. Oh, wow. They got one more game, and like I said, next week is the uh, the tournament starts. Tournament's in Henrico County. That's where I live at uh, oh, nice. for the first time ever. They just got a brand new building up. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm just going to go on a fucking rant. Fuck it. The the racetrack down the street where the NASCAR takes place. Okay. They, the guy that was like the CEO or whatever from that, Henrico County hired that motherfucker to, <laughs> to, to bring sports tourism to the county. And this dude, he looks like a little mobster. Like I, I, went and shook, <laughs> right, right. I saw him the other day, shook his fucking hand and shit. He looks like a little mobster man and he's like he's got this building that just got up it just just uh just got complete it's like sixty five hundred seats or something he's got another building that's down the fucking street it's like seventeen thousand seats that's it's gonna be completed next year guys just fucking using my tax dollars but anyway they brought this tournament to henrico county <clears throat> for the first time ever this year and we got some tickets to a, to a couple of days of that so
1: so let me ask you: Are you have you been a fan of all of this for a long time? Where you've seen like some of the girls from the like the high schools or whatever around your area get no. to these schools? No. no, so you just started watching or started uh, going.
0: Last year was the first time I ever watched any women's basketball whatsoever. We went to Virginia. the The men and the women were having a scrimmage, and afterwards okay. they they signed autographs. And mm-hmm. the women were just so fucking nice. They, they were like grateful anybody even came to their table.
1: Yeah,
0: they were just cool. They're down the earth. And so, well, shit. And then we come, you know, back home in Richmond. And the Richmond is like an hour away to go to Charlottesville, to see UVA. Mm-hmm. And uh, I started looking into the team. They got a brand new coach. They're they're putting the pieces together to be very good. Richmond down the street. They're they're probably not as good, but they play at a lower level conference. Okay. That's the Atlantic Ten. Virginia's in the, the ACC, but okay, they yeah. they have like all these girls. It's like the guy just recruited anyone. He had to. They had to be able to hit a three. The whole team <laughs> yeah. can hit a three. The, yeah. From the center to you I know anybody it. on the bench can come in and hit a fucking three at yeah, any yeah. time. So, but they're um they're really good. They're really well, and they uh, they have a lot of seniors on the team. So I come home. Looking around like damn Richmond girls, they're um they're doing pretty decent. And my wife got into it too, which all of a sudden got into sports. But mm-hmm. um so um, they went to the, the the WNIT last year and played. We went to the game and we look up this year. Yo, know, Charlottesville, I would love to go watch every fucking game, but it's an hour away. Like an mm-hmm. hour and fifteen, something like that. The the Richmond women season tickets thirty bucks. So, Let's hey, can't fucking Let's beat it. it for, yeah. you know, the fucking price. And dude, they actually, like, is it like,
1: is are the games dominated by them or are they games where you're like, oh, shit, this is close. This is coming down to the wire. It's, is, I mean, is it a worthy game? Back watch, and forth, uh, watch?
0: depending on who they're playing. Okay. Most of the times it's pretty close. Like they just played a, that, a big fight with Lyle Chicago, you know, a tough battle that they won the last game we went to. They're undefeated at home. So, so far this season
1: which one is more of the dominating team virginia or the richmond team because you said they were number one
0: that no no oh well, Rich- richmond was but they, that was just in the atlantic 10 conference oh, okay it's hard to say they've they both been in and out of the uh ncaa poll like 24th and then back out of it so see Virginia just plays better competition in the conference they're at. Sure, sure.
1: ACC. The ACC.
0: Right? So they play, like, all the women's teams in ACC are fucking tough.
1: Yeah, like Tennessee, tough. right? Tennessee
0: fucking. Oh, no, they don't have, though. They got Duke, Carolina, <coughs> okay. Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech's like four hours away. Those girls are, they went to the Final Four last year. Oh, wow. Oh, they. But I feel. Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, the conference is. They could have like fucking 10 teams in a damn NCAA tournament. So Virginia's record is not that good because they got to play those type of teams day in and day out. So Richmond, they don't have to play quite the competition. Like they played Duke at the first game of the year. They lost about 20 points. But they're more down like Virginia, you know, you meet the girls and the players and shit uh, at that scrimmage. But Richmond, like the game's over. You can just go talk to anybody. The coach will come over shake my hand and stuff. Pretty right. down the earth. Um, it's a lot,
1: a lot different than the pro sports, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Luxury.
0: But, yeah, we got into it. And, yeah, we, we go to a lot of sports, actually. My wife, some, somehow she got into I took her to, a, like, a it's baseball just, game. It's
1: the going. I think I would, it's the going. I would take her to light. a
0: baseball game. Fuck, I'm just going to keep ranting. Fuck it. What, what we got to oh, lose? Yeah, no yeah. one's listening now. <laughs> I would take her to a baseball game. And she wouldn't, um, you know, like a, a double-A team is all we got here. We sure. had a triple A team, Richmond Braves A left. We got a double A team. I would take her to the game, she wouldn't really give a shit. She was like, think it was okay, but didn't care that much. Well, I found this this league that like is just like, you know, anybody can fucking join it. Like I could probably join it. You just pay a fee oh, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And they play a team from Deltaville, this is like an hour away. They come and I saw they were coming down here and playing at a high school. So I took her Well, it's no fucking scoreboard or anything like that. So she was keeping score and that like made her get into it. So like we go to all of those and like there's a college team down here, VCU, 40 bucks is, you know, they season tickets for them, but they give you vouchers. So they give you 27 vouchers. You can, I can fucking get 27 people together, go to one game. Or I could just go to one at a time or whatever. <clears throat> but the thing is, I'm a huge fan of Virginia, but I'll watch baseball. Virginia comes to town. Virginia's a huge deal. They'll fill that fucking place up. No one goes to any other of their games. None. All right? So me, my wife, my son, would go to the Virginia game. I'm just going to keep ranting. All right, so all the tickets are 10 bucks a piece. Unless you get season tickets, that are $40. bucks. right? Virginia game is different. Since it's a huge demand for it, they charge $15 and that's for general admission. Right. Being a season ticket holder, they ask you, "Hey, what tickets do you want to the Virginia game?" I say, "We say right behind home plate." So we get our three tickets right behind home plate. And that that comes out cheaper buying the season tickets and sitting right there. Then it does paying the 15 bucks a ticket and setting way to fuck up in the bleachers. It's really oh, for wild. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So well, that's it's how we just, look yeah. at it. We got three tickets to there plus, uh, you know, 24 extra tickets <laughs> <Dang it. laughs> We go to whenever. So, that's anyway. awesome.
1: Especially if they do well, you know, but I think you're yeah. you're the type of person that would still man. be like, I'm just going to go anyways. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like I was saying about the wife thing, it's like the women start to get into it when they see the thing live. There's something about yeah. seeing it live. Where you're like, I I caught a foul ball, or whatever it may be, some <laughs> extra thing. Where you're like, you sort of, oh, they're human people, you know, this is our <laughs> our sons and our cousins and stuff like that. And you see them crack a home run, 450 yards, you're like, well, that's fucking hella impressive. So that's eight touchdowns, you know what I mean, whatever it may be.
0: Hey, you got a point. You so, got a very good point.
1: Because there was the thing that bothered me uh, going to high school was going to the football games and seeing these dudes that were. 30 years older than everybody else with a fucking Letterman's jacket on or like the apparel for the school. Mm. And it bothered me as a teenager because I'm like, this, what the fuck is this guy doing here? This is RT, you know, that type of thing. And then you go back and you're like, yeah, I'd probably still go. I'd probably still watch the squad. If you stick with it, it's still your hometown. That's just high school sports. Like that shit was huge. I mean, yeah. imagine if we were in Texas, dude. The fucking high school football, oh, yeah. team, football? those yeah. games have to be wild. It's yeah, for fully sure, packed. For sure. Everybody there. Oh, fucking let's go. This is Indiana, so it's very heavy on the basketball end. Mm-hmm. So when, when I was in high school, we were the team that, you know, uh, we went 34-0 and 0 at home. Mm. And I think you only played like 13 games a season, 14 games a season. So my all the way up to my senior year of high school, we didn't lose a game at home. Mm. Imagine Man. going to those games. Bro, it got to the point where – Our introduction song for our players was uh, Mike Myers, (laughs) Halloween. Some other student dressed up as Mike Myers and just walked up and down in front of the bleachers in front of us. (laughs) Like in front of the student section, just looking at the crowd, bro. We fully got into it. And then they started saying, because our gym was called McEwen, maybe. And they they made these shirts with the mask on it. I still had it for a long time, but it had the Mike Myers mask on it, and it said "Thou shalt not win," in and McQueen gym As soon as that shirt came that's out, some Sam, good merch what happened? Right
0: there, that's some good merch. Oh, but we lost
1: immediately. Oh damn, are you serious? Immediately. Oh, as soon man. as those shirts went to the market, dude, and the whole school was like, "Fuck yeah," you know? Because we there's there's kids there's so many kids that are in the school that don't even give a shit. They're like, "Oh, we're undefeated." We haven't, but here's the thing. We also won the state championship in band. So it's like, it's like great basketball. Also super good nerds. You know what I mean? Like very, very interesting. Very suburban. you know?
0: That's wild. we had a below par or average at best football team, but the fucking football team had three players on it. That would go on to become NFL names. Wow, Darren and Jamie Sharper. And one of those sharpers in prison for, Fucking rape the dude raped like sure, four sure. people. <laughs> you listen to a court junkie podcast. The guy raped like four people in the Gosh. same apartment the same night. Like drugged it's one drugged them in their different rooms and fucking and then uh the the Jamie, uh Darren Sharper, and Sean Barber. Sean Barber played for the Redskins for a while. Mm-hmm. All at the fucking high school I went to and the team was like average. Average fucking team. It's wild. Yeah, we had a moment.
1: We had a moment with our football team. And it was like my senior year. We fucking crushed. We did. We, our football was never the best because, you know, heavy basketball school. But we had these twins, Bob and James Sierra, And one of them was a quarterback and the other one was a wide receiver. And then we had this kid named Mike. He played, I remember number nine. I kind of hated him. Just like that kind of fucking jock kid. But then I'd see him, I'd be out drunk with my buddies on a fucking Sunday night, and I'd run into him and his dudes, and we'd be all cordial and shit. He knew who I was. Like, we were stuck at the train tracks one time, and he yelled out the car to me. You know when it's like the jock kid talking to the clear stoner, fucking skateboarder dude, whatever? He's like, Patrick, that shit out the window. I'm like, fucking Mike, you're shit face driving. This is no good. (laughs) But this motherfucker, I'm not even joking, Sam. He made some of the most outrageous catches as a receiver I had ever seen in the history of football. Like stuff where you're like, oh, that's he's there's no way, no way. He caught it behind his back. (laughs) The fuck? I mean, like five, six touchdowns, just nasty. And then you find out at the end of the game when you you the senior year, end of the year, it's all over with, football's done, they stop wearing the jersey to school. You're like, you know, what's your plans next year? He's like Saginaw Valley State. In your head, you're thinking Purdue, Notre Dame, Indiana, uh, you know IU, and he's like Saginaw Valley, and then you're like you never hear about him again. But yeah. the kid that played on our basketball team, I think I've shared this story for uh, with you before. I tried out for the team one time, and it was in eighth grade. I was going to be a point guard, of course. That's my height. I'm a floor general, you know. The kid that I was that was also trying out was uh, his name was Derice Gary, and you can look him up. His brother was Sean Teece, Gary. And Sean Teece was the first kid we had, the entire school had ever seen dunk the basketball. Okay? So when we're going to these games, Sean Teece is flying through the air over boys. Just, ah! And you're, you're like, I mean, the crowd, my boy. I'm telling you, it was so sick. Just, you're like, I fucking hate this kid. But yeah, dude, what <laughs> you know, everybody's, the jubilation because of the unity was beautiful. And Sean Teece was just alley-oop passes and shit. So I tried out in eighth grade. Uh, Reese obviously got the job You know I'm just fucking tiny white guy Couldn't keep up with the kid I was guarding Who was on the soccer team Like he runs for that's what he does He just runs they, He never even got the ball Sam I just had to stay on him And staying on him was too much I'm like guys all over the place He's like Rip Hamilton you know um, But Reese ends up Signing to go to Iowa Because what happens is He ends up on the varsity team As a freshman Mm. and he is the first person to do this at this high school since Sean Kemp.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. Sean Kemp, Kemp, Kemp went to my high school. Yeah. Okay? Fucking and wild.
1: And Derice was the first player to do what he did ever. So think about the skill level he had to be at and me thinking in my little white brain that I had a chance to play
0: against.
1: <laughs> Dude, we ran, we ran like five on five one time during an open gym. This motherfucker hit – it was to 15. He had five three pointers and that was it. We scored no points, nothing. He just crushed us by himself. But Reese started on this team with his brother. And then we ended up recruiting these like two other kids from another school who were brothers. And this kid ended up being the point guard. Reese played the two and the main point guard hit, broke like the three point record one game, hit like 13 threes in a row. It was insane. <laughs> Damn. So we built this crazy squad. This dude ended up signing to Iowa. And then Iowa's head coach, Trans, transferred to New Mexico State. Oh, you can follow Reese's. I'm not making Nobody. this up.
0: Yeah, so I know about and the head coach I, down, McCaffrey.
1: And and what's crazy is Reese knows me. We lived across, like across the main road, and he would see me balling always. Like I'd be at open gyms, dog. I'm at the, I'm paying to go to gyms. I'm I'm playing basketball always. These motherfuckers would try to give me like uh, applications to basketball camps that they would go to off season. And I never went to them, but I was at everything I had to do with basketball. So Reese knows that I play ball. And he goes into New Mexico State. He ends up in the fucking NBA D League or NBA G League, something like this, okay. playing for the Fort Wayne Mad Ants, I believe, for a while. But when he played at New Mexico State, they made it to, like, the Sweet 16. And he was their highest score. And I think about that, and I'm like, that was the fucking guy who I thought I was going to play after, like they were gonna sub him out for me.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but he was a well. nasty fullback too on the football team. Just fucking all around athlete. And you know what? You, every and you probably have this too. Every school has that one athlete that is also just a cool guy, <laughs> cool to everybody. Yeah, nice as shit. Knows how to talk to people. There's that that that. And that should have been the sign to me that he was going to be a professional athlete, just the way he conducted himself. You know what I mean? He's like, yeah, you're a fucking shitty, sloppy, fucking basketball player, but dude, I like, I like your effort. He's just a nice guy. And every school has that, but we're we're so used to painting this picture because of films that jocks are just these fucking dickheads stuffing you in lockers and shit like that. And it's like, no, technically those are the losers. Just doing it to people that they think are losers, but are actually doing much better than them. (laughs) It's so strange.
0: Ah, oh, man, but let's that's get out of, of that, here, man. Let's plug plug your plug your stuff. Uh
1: puke water podcast. Check the Patreon, Patty Culture. Uh, people have said they tried to search it. Just type the whole thing in patreon.com slash Patty Culture. Support the shit. I go live on Great Job Entertainment now. It is at Great Job E N T on YouTube. ENT. That's right. I'm gonna tell you right now. If you're
0: still listening to this and we talked all this shit, you yeah. definitely want to listen to live streams. Anything Patty Broken Skull does.
1: Because that's all I do, folks. I have no real agenda. (laughs) (laughs) All All right, brother.